There's a very small moth inside of our office. I tried to catch it once and I thought I killed it. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology. Moths. <laughs> true crime. Different types of moths. Urban legends. Large moths. Or anything spooky related. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Every single week, except for recently, Lindsay and I will go somewhere separately. Lindsay will go to the Moth Factory, and I will go to the Moth Outlet Store. And then we reconvene inside of our house. Well, while we're at those places, we research stuff, and then we come back inside our house, and we sit down, record the show, and talk about what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. This week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to moths. <laughs> I will dedicate my portion of the show to, I guess, moths as well. Now, you say, wait, say it again. I have a hard time saying moths. It's a very hard word. That's it's, what I was going to say. It sounds like moss because I, yeah, because I can't talk correctly. M-O-S-S, it sounds like. Yeah, but I did think of a really cute thing when you were talking about, like, moths being in a factory okay i was like okay it's really trendy to have holes in your clothes so employ a bunch of moths yeah and they work in a factory and they eat holes in clothes so it's not just you know someone taking a pair of denim off the line and going and ripping it or like a machine you're employing the moths it's kind of like when you see those super slow motion really really high resolution 4k videos about food and they open the door and they're like and this is where we hang all of our meat for 12 days or 12 years i don't know how long we hang up the meat i don't, I don't <laughs> where work are here. you going with this <laughs> well they open it up I'll okay I'll all right <laughs> They open up the door, but it's just a bunch of jeans hanging up, and there's a bunch of moths yeah. in there. This is where we age our denim, and there's a bunch of moths in there eating them. Yeah. And then there's one moth who who always eats the butt out of all the pants. They're like, that's the bad one. Yeah, he gets written up all the time. Stop. Yeah, stop it, they say. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a paranormal podcast. We missed last week. Our lives uh, are actually a little bit busy, although it may not seem like it because we sit down and we talk about moths, but we're happy to be here. It's the spookiest month of the year. And speaking of spooky stuff, we are going to be doing something spooky this coming Thursday, the 22nd. We are. Our friend Mason has been doing these live streaming video game adventures on Twitch. And we're going to join him. He's been playing this game where it's really like it's painfully up our alley. Uh, yeah. He's been playing a game where you're you're a group of ghost hunters and you have to go into a house to collect evidence of a ghost and without getting killed. Yeah. But it's like you have to determine what kind of ghost it is and like... You only get like four or five minutes or something to basically like figure that out before the ghost will start attacking you and can kill you. Yeah. It's pretty intense. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It is intense. Yeah. Now, what makes it even scarier. So that's going to be this Thursday night, October 22nd 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Ohio Time. So we hope you can join us. And if you can't, you can always watch the stream afterwards because it's archived on there. And what makes it even scarier is Mason, is Mason in general, uh, <laughs> is Mason reconfigured a Keurig to spray water at his face. So there's also a link in the stream where you can donate money to the Scavengers Network for a super secret project. I don't even know what it is. It's happening next year. No. And every time you donate money, as soon as you do, the machine, with Mason not knowing, his Keurig will spray him in the face with water for three seconds. I noticed, too, that people will wait to donate money when something spooky is about to happen. So, like, he will be controlling his character and then also be sprayed in the face, which is pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's been very funny to watch. And we hope that you'll watch with us. Check out... Uh, our social media stuff, probably Twitter, but then also if you're more hip to this stuff than we are, which is probably all of you, except for my dad. I don't think my dad knows how to work Twitch, but if you go to Twitch and just find the Scavengers Network channel, I think it's that one. We can post a link too. Yeah, we, we, will, we will post a link as well. Well, I think I'm first this week. So last time I, well, maybe a couple episodes ago... I talked about Miss Cleo, the psychic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all kind of like, it was fun with Miss Cleo. But the other psychic that I thought about was Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown. Sylvia Brown was the older lady. Um, she was on a lot of shows and radio. Um, she was on Montel Williams a lot. She was on Larry King Live a lot. My mom loved Sylvia Brown. Like, I'm sure your mom knows who that is. I bet you she did does you don't know who sylvia brown is i now here's the thing i am so smart <laughs> yeah. but i don't know but I, I i feel like i know a bunch of trivial information that would get me really far like on cash cab yeah but i don't know who sylvia brown is well i'll tell you a little bit about her but sylvia brown was basically like the biggest go-to psychic like on tv and radio like everybody knew sylvia brown and she, every single year, did her yearly predictions. Oh. She did it for celebrities, for things that were going to happen, who was going to pass. Like, she would predict every year. So, like, at least once a year, everybody would join, like, tune in to watch her predict it. That's a cool idea. And she would go on a lot of shows. She was on Montel Williams a lot. Uh -huh. But she'd go on those shows and people would ask her questions and she would answer them on TV. Speaking of Montel Williams, Montel Williams was huge when you and I were growing up. Yes. And I remember I never wanted facial hair until I saw <laughs> Montel Williams. Didn't he have like a really defined like little... A perfect goatee. <laughs> like if you were, like I'm, I'm not convinced that he didn't steal that goatee from some like underground cave or something where it was heavily guarded. Like there was like an Indiana Jones type thing. Of the perfect goatee. It's a perfect goatee. <laughs> it's like, it's like the equivalent of Steve Harvey's mustache. It's yeah. a perfect mustache. Maybe like they sell their souls to the devil to get perfect facial hair. Oh, talk show hosts? Mm -hmm. Well, who else has really good facial hair? Jerry well, Springer doesn't really. Sally Je Jesse Raphael had really sweet glasses. 
That's true. Mm. Hey, have we ever mentioned that my parents were actually on that show? You've told me that before. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, well, let me tell you a little bit about Sylvia Brown. So Sylvia Brown was born on October 19th, 1936. She passed October 20th, 2013. Um, She was an American author who claimed to be a medium with psychic abilities. She appeared regularly on television and radio, including the Montel Williams show, Larry King Live, and hosted an hour-long online radio show on Hay House Radio. Okay. I don't know why that was funny. That was just funny, I guess. (laughs) But also... Hey, house. Hey, we're in the house. Uh, I always say that whenever we drive up the driveway. I wave at our house and say, hey. But I also want some, if someone, we don't ask a lot, but can someone keep a Montel check how many times we say Montel Williams? Because I feel like we've said Montel Williams a lot. And I think that's rare. Every time I think of Montel Williams, I always think of Montel Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think like, this is how we do it. Yeah. It's a really good song. Just talking to who ghost people. (laughs) Anyway. This is how we scare them. We creep around. And we make a sound. Walking up, Talking to my friend Sylvia Brown. <laughs> Talking to my... St- uh, okay, yeah, we, we can end Anyways, it Anyways, <laughs> um, so, of course, with being a psychic, she was frequently discredited and faced criticism for making announcements that were later found to be false. Okay. So, um, she prided herself. She wrote a lot of books. Like, I didn't even write them down because I think there was like over 20. It must be really easy to write books if you're just, I mean, no offense, if you're kind of just making it up. <laughs> well, we don't know that. So, <laughs> well, sure. Um, she did start a company. I didn't want to get too much into it, but she, <laughs> she faced, um, criminal charges because she (laughs) embezzled a bunch of money with her husband and stuff whatever but she was making a lot of money so anyways she was giving like psychic readings and she started in 1974 and she would charge 750 dollars for a 20 to 30 minute telephone session 750 in 1970 yeah what is that these days? Like a thousand bucks? A little over a thousand bucks? Well, they said in 2008, it almost, or 2000 and before she died. Yeah, 2008, it almost doubled. Holy smokes. So 1500 bucks to talk to someone on the phone for 20 to 30 minutes. But it was Sylvia Brown. Like she was the biggest Okay, person. well, how much would you pay to talk to a really famous celebrity on the phone? I don't know, probably like fifteen, twenty dollars. Exactly. Fifteen hundred. <laughs> or I would bucks. just reach out to him on like Instagram or something and just pray for the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she claimed that she observed the heavens and talked to angels. She had a spirit guide, which I remember being like when I was little, her spirit guide's name was Francine. Okay, cool. So Francine would talk to her. And give her the answers. Oh, so it wasn't Sylvia. Sylvia was a messenger for Francine. Yeah. So Sylvia had the ability to talk to the past, but she had like a guide. She had like a patronist, (laughs) (laughs) Patronus, like Francine. You know, what's really funny is that in your own fiction that you're creating, you're not the cool one. You're just the messenger. So yeah. in this whole story that because I'm right now not sold that Sylvia Brown was a real psychic because she was charging way too much money to talk to her on the phone for 20 well, she minutes. She was the real deal, you know, 
But like creating her own thing and going, I'm going to make this up from scratch. I won't be the cool one. It's a ghost I talk to. I'm just a regular person. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Okay, so she was making a lot of money, but money talks. Money can make you a really bad person if you get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So do you think that she actually had psychic abilities, but then she just realized how much money this could bring in and then she kind of started fabricating because she was making so much money that could be it i mean i also don't put it past her like someone could be like oh i feel like you're like you're 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 so psychic in in passing maybe well this is the thing growing up in her childhood not to dive too much into it Uh but at the age of five she claimed she could speak to francine and she would also tell everybody that she could speak to people in the past okay well now, devil's advocate, kids are weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only point. Okay. <laughs> kids are weird. Okay. Well, anyways, so bringing it back there, there was many claims that were proven false that she did say. A lot of times what would happen on the talk shows was most of the time it was parents that had lost a child. Yeah. But it was more... So not just that child had passed, it was more so in like their child was just missing or kidnapped. That's really heavy duty, huh? It is really heavy duty. So a lot of pe- a lot of families would come to her for advice because they're like, if she can be, because she was a criminal, she was a criminal investigator psychic as well. Like they used her resources oh. to help with these. So these parents... I mean, they will do anything. They want any kind of hope. We'll ask her. And basically, to put it short, she said a lot of these children were deceased. And then years later, they were found alive. So, like, not great because you just told them their kid was dead and their kid was not, in fact, dead. That's why I'd rather pay $750 and talk to Miss Cleo. Yeah, because it's like, at least, you know, you're in high school and you're just calling Miss Cleo and you're like, does my crush like me or like, no. Miss Cleo, first of all, OMG, can't believe we're even on, <laughs> can't believe we're even on the phone. Second of all, um, LOL. Third, uh, does my crush like me? Yeah, well, there was at least two <laughs> children that were were kidnapped and they knew that these children were kidnapped. Uh-huh. Um, but Sylvia Brown had said that they were gone. They were no longer alive. And it was disheartening for the families, but it was kind of a relief in a way to know, like, if you believed in that, that, okay, you know. Closure. Were closure. But then they would be found alive unclosure so it's like you just had closure and then something just got reopened so that's not great um on larry <laughs> no, king on larry <laughs> king live in 2003 uh sylvia brown predicted that she would for sure die at the age of 88 um she died in 2013 and she was 77 so okay she had the double number thing right <laughs> but she was just 10 years 11 late. years off yeah 11 years <laughs> how, many, how many things in your life where it's like, you know what? You did okay. You were only 11 years off. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's like, like overbaking <laughs> a cake. Be like, oh, I was like a minute off. Like, why well, overbake the cake? Well, by how much? 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one case, too, in 2002. Uh, Sylvia Brown claimed that Linda McKeeland, who had disappeared in 2000, had been taken by a man with the initials MJ. 
And she oh, was, no. in fact, in live in Orlando, Florida. Mickey Jouse. Yeah. It was Mickey Mouse. It's it a, was <laughs> Orlando. Mickey Jouse. Yeah. It was a really bad. Mickey Jouse. <laughs> Mickey Jouse. <laughs> because Mickey Mouse is Italian. And a lot of people don't know yeah. that because he shortened it um, when Mickey Mouse and his family came over on Ellis Island. They're like, well, they're going to think that we're, you know, they're going to know we're Italian. We're we're the Jamousies. So <laughs> let's just change it to Mouse. <laughs> it will just be Mickey Mouse. So I won't we're be, just change it to MM I, and not I, MJ. I won't be Mickey Jamousey <laughs> and you won't be Minnie Jamousey. You'll just be Minnie Mouse. Well, anyways. She... That's got to be the stupidest thing we've said on the show. Yeah, it is That's really so dumb. That's <laughs> so dumb. I'm so sorry. But anyways, she claimed that the lady that had disappeared was taken by a man with the initials MJ and was alive in Orlando, Florida. That she would be found soon. Well, they did find her. She was not alive and... <laughs> Actually, the son-in-law, David Rapesky, um, who actually went to Sylvia Brown to ask about his mother-in-law, yeah, was the one that actually killed her. And he was in Pennsylvania. Huh. So... So he must have had doubts as a murderer, went to Sylvia Brown. She was like, yeah, buddy, you're, you're cool. You're good. She's alive in Florida. And then he's like, cool. And then went to live out his days. I guess that's... And then got caught. You know, if you really want to... Hey, everyone, don't, don't do what we're about to say. <laughs> well, I can't say we. I'm just going to say it. But maybe Lindsay will play along with me. Uh, don't do this. If you ever want to find out if a psychic is real or not, commit a crime <laughs> and then go to them and ask about the crime. And if they say... Uh... Oh, well, it's obviously Mickey Jamousey. Mickey Jamousey. In, in Orlando. That's so dumb. In Orlando, Florida. And yeah, oh, the dead woman you're asking about? She's uh, fine. She's alive. Yeah, she that actually was, got a job at a Target. That's kind of a bad one, you know. Like, I'm going to commit You it. were right there with the murder. And you're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, she's You're fine. fine. Do you, you actually seem pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say this. My I don't like New Year's resolutions, but here's something I seriously want to do in 2021. Okay. I want to commit a very small crime. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of information. Okay. So is this and, going somewhere? That I want to go to a psychic and see if they <laughs> tell me I did it or not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, anyways, the in 2000, there's a Brills content which actually examines like kind of all this realm, like whether things are fact or fiction. And they actually looked over and looked at just the psychic detective cases she worked on, and there was 35 cases total. 21 of them were predicted that Brown was too vague to be verified. Okay. Um, And 14, the law enforcement officials of family members stated Brown had played no useful role. Okay. So she didn't help anything. So did she show up to the crime scene and go, mm, this feels <laughs> bad? Yeah, like she really didn't. Yeah, she really didn't help. I mean, it just goes on about how she really didn't, wasn't correct in any case that she ever handled. Um, but people loved her. I mean, she has so many books. Like we watched her, like me and my mom would watch her all the time because you know, I do believe in that kind of stuff. And when you have this older lady that she was very convincing. I mean, obviously, she made a lot of money. But she was yeah. like the older kind of sassy grandma 
that you like you believed when she told you stuff. I I also I also believe in this stuff, but for some reason this one to me is just I don't know if I buy Sylvia's Sylvia's dish. Yeah, on January second, two thousand and six, there was a bad explosion in a mine in West Virginia, and several miners were trapped underground. I don't remember if you remember that in two thousand and six. It wasn't that long ago. I have no recollection of that. But anyways, they didn't know how many miners were. Like, they knew how many were down there, but they couldn't contact them to know how many were alive. It was a big disaster. Um, And she piped in on a radio show saying that that none of them were going to be found alive. Like, for sure, there is not one person alive. She says, maybe one. And she's like, by the time we reach them, no one will be alive. And she, yeah, was wrong about that, too. (laughs) Oh, okay. See, I kept thinking that that one would be like, okay, this is the one that she crushed. And here's another prediction that was terrible. Uh, Yeah. And then she tried to backpedal and they were like, hey, you said that nobody was alive, maybe one, and there actually is. And she's like, no, I didn't say that. I said I didn't believe that they were alive, but they could have been there. It was just a weird game I was playing. Yeah, so she tried to backpedal and she like, as the years went by, I think she started realizing like, oh, they're kind of on to me. Um, It's part of this larger prediction I'm doing. Yeah, but it still didn't stop people because in 2007, she still had a four year waiting list to get a reading by telephone. Four years? Four year waiting list. That is absolutely bizarre that is so crazy yeah she had hundreds of people that would join her on a cruise ship oh no to get readings i mean (laughs) she was many of her books were on the new york best time seller list i wonder how many people on the cruise ship she was like "Eh, you're gonna fall off the boat yeah and they didn't but then all that said and done she's gone now rest in peace with francine whatever you know you're doing I don't know. Do you talk to yourself Whoa. if you're a psychic? Say that again. I want to put reverb on it because that was so <laughs> heady. Go ahead. Really, really dig in. Do you talk to yourself? Okay, cool. Yeah, you might when you're a psychic. Well, but you can talk to yourself uh, whenever you want. Yeah, I know. But like you can talk to dead people. Well, then I guess it actually just makes your life way easier. Maybe if you're a psychic and you die, you talk to other dimensions of dead people. Like you can talk like... The dead, dead, dead. Oh, three. Francine, Francine. So it's like when you say a word twice, it means it more. Maybe. I don't like you. I like like you. No, I don't like like you. I like 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 you. Remember when I talked about the amazing Randy and James Randy and he would out all these people and he was a stage musician? He actually attacked her in 2001 (laughs) by basically saying that she was full of baloney and he actually had this one million dollar paranormal challenge that if you could demonstrate super abilities or something of the supernatural he would give it to you and he challenged her to do it to prove and she said i can prove it and whatever so he it was this whole battle of like him trying to contact her and being like hey come on i'm waiting and she's like no i don't want to (laughs) <laughs> so he was like, yeah, okay. Um, but I will say to end this whole conversation uh-huh. after kind of all that with Sylvia Brown and not doing so great at her psychic media stuff. In 2008, she wrote a book called End of Days. 
and she claimed a severe flu-like illness would spread all over the world in 2020. Hey, thanks a lot, Sylvia. <laughs> so she was wrong about everything else. But and she, was... she might have had something in 2008. I'd rather her just be wrong about everything else and not her be right about yeah, this terrible thing. Well, she thanks a lot. She had to be right about that one. Great. I wish she would have whiffed that one, too. Yeah, but a bunch of people were like, no, it's not the same. But it was very weird that she said basically a pandemic would happen in 2020. Okay. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you very much for all the info. Yeah. On Sylv in France uh, and Mickey Jamal's. But <laughs> I have a question for you. If someone said, I will give you a million dollars. Yeah. Sorry, one million, not a million. I will give you one million dollars mm -hmm. if you can prove to me and everybody else that you have paranormal or psychic abilities. Yeah. But you had none. How would you prove to them that you did? How would you trick them for them to think, oh, they do have psychic abilities? I don't know. I know mine. It's very crude, but I know well, mine. Well, what's yours? And then I'll think about it. It would require like a private investigator. It, it would it would take a lot of time. Basically, <laughs> basically. You would wait to maybe this person's out at a restaurant ordering takeout or something. You put a little something in their food that would give them diarrhea. Oh, so you poison people. Well, lightly. Mm -hmm. Give them, you know, diarrhea. But you, <laughs> but this would be after the oh, challenge. Okay. They'd be like, prove to me you're psychic. And you go, I will. And you wave your hand in front of their face and you go, diarrhea. And you just say that as you wave your hand in front of their face. And then they'll be like, okay, great. I guess you don't really want to play this game. You don't take it very seriously. And then a day or two later, when the plant yeah. does a little, you know, poisoning of their food mm -hmm. lightly, and they yeah. get diarrhea, they go, wow, they predicted that, that I would do that. And then you would be charged with tampering with your food. Nope, you'd win a million bucks, probably. <sighs> what would you do? I don't know. I can't think of anything that I would do. I mean, sometimes I feel like, okay, this is stupid. Sometimes I feel like... <laughs> this is? <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm not a psychic, but I can predict things. Okay. I like. sometimes think that I'm a mind reader. Okay. Well, give us some examples. Well, you know, I can't think of a bunch of them, but like, <laughs> okay, recently... Okay. For some reason, I was like, I have to text my mom because... She, there's a particular gene that she likes. Oh, yeah. And I needed to text her and let her know that she should try these genes. They're, spoiler, they're the genes at American Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like no stretch. She's not into that, which I personally am not really either. But I had to text her. We weren't talking about it. We haven't talked about it. It's like a thing that maybe we talked about genes like five years ago. But I had to text her and... She texted me back saying, that's really weird. I was just online trying to find jeans. And I've done that before with things. In in your defense, because this is a show where we laugh and giggle, in your defense, uh, yes, that actually happens a lot with you. Like, I can't think of other instances because it just like it kind of randomly will happen. And I don't know if it's just because I have a really overactive brain mm -hmm. and I'm always constantly thinking about like, what others like and little gifts and like that's my thing uh -huh. and like helping people out which you know is terrible that i do that <laughs> like, okay sure but i don't know because i feel like i sometimes like 
know when people are thinking of things. Lindsay's always thinking 11 years ahead, basically, <laughs> is what it boils down to. It's weird. I don't, if I think of more instances, I will. I will let them know. But yeah. uh, there's been times before I feel like I've either done it to you or my mom or someone. Yeah, I feel like it's 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 happened to me quite a bit. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know that it has happened multiple times. Yeah. Well, Psychic Lens, do you want, can you predict us going to Haunted Housekeeping anytime uh, soon? Yes, we'll do it after we say one. Okay, so let's see if you're right. Okay. Let's count down from three. We'll see everyone in the Haunted Housekeeping zone maybe in three Two. One. Oh, look, you're right. Whoa. <laughs> well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse. And welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically, or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable, and you want to ask us about it, or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline, the the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number, and I like that one better. That's fine, and that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night, and please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice, or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. It. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout, and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network 
family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, uh, all of our Mickey and Minnie Jamousies. Um, <laughs> hopefully, in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone, you tried to see that you, if you were psychic or not. Maybe somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I'm and sh- if you believe that I am, I'm charging $750. You can call me, but not when I'm at home because I don't get cell phone service here because, you know. You have to text. You have to text it. <laughs> you know, what about this lens? Maybe you could charge 750 bucks. Mm-hmm. For you to be on retainer for the entire year to give people psychic advice. Yeah. So that's not that bad. That's what? Uh, less than a less than a hundred bucks a month, isn't it? Sure. Is I mean, it? I was just gonna say, like, hey, Venmo me a dollar, I'll tell you something that maybe you didn't know. Venmo me Ven well, don't don't sell yourself too short. Venmo Lindsay five bucks. <laughs> And then, well, how about this? If you Venmo $1, you'll get a very, very quick and service level psychic reading. It might say diarrhea with a question mark. Mm-hmm. A $2 one will say, oh, diarrhea. And there'll be <laughs> a period at the end because that's fact. Yeah. Um, $5, it'll be, it'll say diarrhea four times. So then Lindsay is now predicting the four times in the future. And when you have it, you're welcome. I mean, I'm sorry, but yeah. well, it's not. But but it wasn't your fault. You're just I you're just predicting you know. them. Yeah. Yeah. Ten dollars. It'll just say live in the bathroom. That's what it'll <laughs> say. Okay. So it's the spookiest month of the year, Lindsay. It is. And I know. I think it was two years ago. We talked about like the top Halloween candies. Last year, people called in and they were telling us about their worst Halloween costumes. Yep. Or worst best costumes or whatever. I just Googled something really quick because I was really into the idea of candy hacks, like hacking candy to make a super candy. Like putting a candy in a candy? Yeah, or around or doing whatever. Okay. Manipulating candy somehow to make a super candy. Yeah. I couldn't find anything on it. Okay. (laughs) The best thing I, I, I came up with was putting a Twix through a Milky Way. Yeah. Just ramming it, calling it a Twixy Way or a Milky Wix. But okay. it's not very good. So what I did find, 25 things to do with leftover Halloween candy. And I'm just going to say this. A lot of these are 
bad. Yeah. Okay. Like and, bake with them. Well, don't spoil the list. Okay. Oh, well, psychic, psychic. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just common sense. Well, so. okay, I have. I want to run through them okay, really quick. Maybe I'm not a psychic. Maybe I just have too much common sense. And maybe everyone else is functioning. Not, off not of... saying that I'm smart. By okay, I have a lot of common sense, but book smarts, you know, not all there. Okay. What per? Okay, out of one hundred. Yeah. I think having a hundred, a hundred percent. Can we make the number a little smaller? Because I don't. Out of three. Yeah. Mm, I can get to that one. Where are you on common sense? One or three? Or two? I think I have a lot of common sense. I think you're at three if we're talking yeah, about I'm this Yeah, I'm a high level. common sensor. Okay. What about <laughs> books? One to three? Probably like a 1.5. Okay. That's fine. Well, I read a lot. You do read a lot. But like... And that's not a brag, but Lindsay can read. <laughs> <laughs> Only the little words. Anyways, so yeah. what are you doing with these candies? Man, you all need to see Lindsay's books. They're four each word each word is four to five letters long. And it's just the 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 bird 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 bird. It just goes on. And, and it can... actually is just it's has five hundred pages, but it only makes two sentences. The 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 bird 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 chirp 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 chirp. That's a cool book. Wow, okay. What are you doing with the Halloween candy besides baking with it? Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, it also has a picture of a milkshake. Does that milkshake look good? No, I don't like it. No, because everything's set at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, it's gross. I'm going to just name these and I want you to say if you agree or disagree or if you would do these or not do these. Okay. We'll just go bingo, bango, bongo. Okay. Okay. Now, those are all five letter words. and those yeah, are a little bigger. Okay. They're mm-hmm. on. Okay. Number one, uh, freeze it. For later? F- just freeze it. This, this is, this First of is, all, who has leftover Halloween candy anyways? Okay, well, we're playing pretend. This is a play pretend thing. <laughs> okay. This needs to be bingo bango, but there's 25 of these. Okay. Freeze it. No. Okay. Bake it into cakes. Yeah. DIY trail mix. No. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, you have a fun-sized snicker in your trail mix? Yeah, no. Trail mix is gorp. Good old raisins and peanuts. Gorp. I mean, you could put that stuff in, like like M and M's and stuff. But like, you're gonna eat those. They're not gonna be left over. All the good candy, you're gonna eat. Bring it to the Thanksgiving table. No. Okay. Now this one's under the category adults only. Okay. Sweet. What? <laughs> now this one's in the category adults only. Pair it with wine. What? Pair yeah. it. With, pair it with wine. A f- you're gonna have a Kit Kat in a cab. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Kit like Kat that's not leftover candy. That's just what you're gonna do. A Snickers and a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Uh, make homemade flavored vodka. No. No. Okay. Uh, put chocolates in your coffee. No. Okay. Why well, would do that one? Keep some in your purse. No. Okay. This one's under the category get crafty. <laughs> I added the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Get crafty. Use it to wrap gifts. What? Okay, so that one's a no. Make an ad- like <laughs> the physical candy bar. Use it to wrap gifts, or like put it on a gift. I think you lay them all out, and you dump a bunch. <laughs> you dump a bunch of rubber cement on them, and you make a candy sheet, and then you yeah. wrap that candy sheet like a big piece of floppy candy leather around your gift, and you mm. wrap it that way. Okay, so you probably know to that one. No. Make an advent calendar for November. No. Also, that's not what an advent calendar is. That's not for November. You mean just have an edible November calendar. Isn't that like 
what you do with Christmas? Like yeah, you, you open the little doors? Yeah, you get little treats. Yeah. What? Okay. Okay. Use it as a learning tool. Now that one I like because it's so vague. <laughs> this is a Kit Kat. These are M and M's. Oh, this one's great. Turn it into a science experiment. Like what? Okay. Well, we can't unpack all these. We have, you know, we uh -huh. have a few. We have a few more to go. You like that one or no? No. Put a Kit Kat on top of a Milky Way and see what it does. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Use it for holiday decor. Use it for your kid's birthday party. I guess. I don't have any children. Well, you don't. Yes, but everyone... Can't let Molly eat that. She'll die. No, that's true. Bring it into the office. Yeah, because everybody's doing great with that right now. Send it overseas. What? Oh, I guess it's saying to send it to the troops overseas. Okay, sure. Oh. Yeah, send them candy. Sure. Let your kids make care packages and send it to their grandparents. No. Let's be honest. You can always just eat it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you probably would do. Or I would just throw away the ickies. I think that was 25. Well, that was, that was the entire list. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you, you like it or no? No. Okay. Because it's like... Most of those were bad. Why do you need a list to tell you what to do with your old Halloween candy? I think we've had candy that's hung out for a long time and we've just like kept it in our cupboard and then eaten it. We eat it, or if we're like, yeah, let's just toss it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be wasteful, but like, I'm not going to pull out, you know, gummy worms and be like, hey, Jordy, you want to make a science experiment today? <laughs> I mean, I know it's targeted towards kids, but yeah. like, really? Well, it wasn't because there was the for adults only section oh, talking yeah. about wine and, and soaking candy and vodka or something. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's nice Ew. to have like a sippy. I don't want candy floating around that, in like, booze. That reminded me like when we would go to high school parties and I didn't want to drink and I didn't like the taste of like beer or anything. So you'd put Skittles in your Smirnoff. Smirnoff. So like yeah, you think it would that. like taste so much better, but really it would just taste like sugar water. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that is better. Sure, yeah. And you I eat guess. the weird melty Skittles at the end. Linz. Remember a few episodes ago, a while ago, we were, we were talking about sky trumpets. Yes. I think that there was a sky trumpet, a new sky trumpet sighting. I guess it's a sighting. You or hear kind one? of a hearing. A hearing in Utah. Ooh. And I, I wanted to bring this up because this is a little bit of breaking booze because this was posted last week. This is relevant to the show, but also this person described it pretty well. Okay. Just heard an incredibly... Oh, this is uh, from the subreddit High Strangeness, which is a good one. Hmm. From Reddit user... Uh, I'm not going to read it. Uh, from Mick, Mickey Jamousey. Just <laughs> heard an incredibly weird sound outside just now. Sounded like a tornado warning or a train suddenly coming to a stop. But I live in a small town in the desert of Utah, and we have neither of these things. Was watching something... Some probably some musician, their newest video with my AirPods in and heard a loud, high pitch type of sound. So I took the AirPods out. Couldn't believe I could hear this through my headphones. It was that loud. We don't have any trains around here or tornado warnings. Wish I could have gotten it on video, but it lasted 15 to 20 seconds. And then people are saying, yeah, it's for sure the sky trumpet and there's like all these links to the sky trumpet subreddit well that's like an interesting way to describe it too because that's kind of like our buddy dana 
he sent us yeah. his video and that's exactly what it sounded like was a screeching of like some kind of metal or train or something coming to a halt. And that's what most of them are hearing. And it's really weird. And tornado siren Yeah. So whoever this person is, I know that speaking of, you know, for adults only drinking wine, mm-hmm. you know, you, you talk about having a palate and dissecting flavor profiles. Right. This person has a very good hearing palate yeah. to dissect this sound because even hearing it, there was something about it that sounded familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And this is, they did a very good job. Well, he said he was listening to the newest music videos. With his AirPods in. With his AirPods, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's very weird. I it, think the whole Sky Trumpet thing is really odd. It is extremely odd because it's all so loud. It is, and it's a weird noise, like he described, and people are hearing it all over the world, and like, space, you know, yeah. it's scary. Like yes. what's yeah. like what's going to kill us? What's going to hit us? I know what's going to kill us from space. Huh. The creature cuz we just watched the movie Thing from 19 from the 1980s. Oh yeah. It's going to be that creature that apparently really wants to be a spider but has tentacles and looks like dogs and people all at the same time. But at least we still have Kurt Russell around. Yeah. If that thing comes back after Kurt Russell, you know, yeah, kicks we're... kicks the booty. Kicks the booty? <laughs> then we're in trouble you're right okay i have another reference back to another episode where we were talking about the mirror method yes from jumping dimensions right with the candle and you had to sit there and stare at yourself for a really long time and you'll know you've jumped dimensions because you'll see the mirror you do something that you're not doing like blinking or something right this is from the subreddit dimension jumping and it's titled, I jumped using the mirror method. So this okay. is someone's firsthand experience. It's short and sweet. <laughs> so their their very first sentence of the story is the title of the story. Mm-hmm. I jumped using the mirror method. And then now here's a story. And everything has been going super great. I got offered a job in which I have no experience that has super nice pay, benefits, two days off a week. It's full time with pay time off. They have a skin disorder that's finally clearing up. Their relationship with their family is getting better. Them and their partner are doing very well. But I do have one small little hiccup, it says. Uh Uh-oh. The day after I jumped, I woke up with hives all over my body. I never had an issue like this in my entire life. They itch and burn and they're spreading everywhere. So you jump dimensions. It's almost like you win a lot, but then you also, here's the catch. You get hives. So the hives aren't going away. They've just had them. No, oh, they, yeah, they've they've developed the hives since they jumped, uh-huh. and they're getting worse and worse. Hmm. And that, I think that's peculiar. I got hives really bad when I was little. Maybe you jumped dimensions when you were younger. Yeah, I'm a dimension jumper. Maybe that's why I know what people are thinking. Because you jumped dimensions? Yeah, well, they said they did the mirror method and then all this good stuff. I mean, sounds nice. I mean, I would deal with hives if I had all this good stuff happening to me. I think I would too, depending just get on the appointment. Yeah, just kind of get getting. Well, this person who I think was actually you on Reddit, yeah, commented this. <laughs> uh, congrats on your success. Maybe in the dimension you jump to, you're using a fabric softener on your bed sheets that you're allergic <laughs> to. And I just thought, huh, maybe that was Lynn's because I, I say that to you all the time. I think you tell me that. It's your 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 go to whenever there's something like wrong with your skin. It's always I think it's the fabric softener. 
And I just like how it's always it's always the fabric softener. I know, but the thing that's funny is we haven't stopped using the fabric softener or got another one. No. Well, then we just know it is. It's the fabric softener. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, that's very interesting. I mean, I thought you were going to say something really bad. Like, I woke up and now I don't have a lower half of a body. Instead, it's just a crab body. Ew. And I walk around like a crab. Oh, no, I am a crab. And no one notices it, except for me. (laughs) No one notices that I'm a crab with a person body. I mean, I'm just a crab. Okay, Lindsay, enough. I'm... Let, let's cut the crap. You ready for a voicemail? Yeah. So we have a haunted hotline that you can call whenever you would like. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or... 803-816-BOOZE. Isn't that spooky? Yeah. Like boo, boo, B-O-O-S. Not like booze like my schmearing off with smarty or not smarty skittles yeah skittles sorry a lot of big words i got confused (laughs) (laughs) uh if you have any questions about a happening in your neck of the woods uh an unexplained story if you're curious about a cryptid if you have any experience with jumping dimensions or anything you can call us and leave us a voicemail or you can send us a text and we'll read a text or answer a voicemail on the show and I just got a video from my mom recently. Oh, you she did? She has outdoor cameras, and it was like, I don't know, maybe 9, 10 o'clock last, the 16th, and she said that the outdoor camera went off, it censored something, and it's not a very good camera, so it's not like high sensitivity. It's one of those wise cameras. Yes. And then, so she went out, and you see on another camera, her checking outside because she heard a noise and the camera went off and the camera outside had broke after it went off and when she re-watched the little video before it broke there's this like white line that's shaking like on the corner of it and then she didn't there was nothing outside there was nothing in front of the camera there was nothing outside and she couldn't explain it and then the weird thing was was it on the 16th it was her and my dad's wedding anniversary and Lindsay's dad passed when Lindsay was six yes in 92 it was very weird but she sent me the video and maybe i'll have to post it somewhere i think let's post it for sure i think it'd be a really good little video for twitter Mm -hmm. and we watched it a bunch and at first we were like maybe it's a spider web Maybe it's this, maybe it's, it's that. But it's pretty thick for a spider web. It is. And if it were to have been a spider web, it would continue to trigger the camera and it would keep going off and off and off. Yeah, I don't think a spider web would have triggered this camera anyways. And then no. the camera broke that night and then the next day it, it worked again. Yeah, it was totally broken. Yeah. It just would not, it, it would not work. And then the next day it was totally fine. Isn't that creepy? Well, I'm ready for a voicemail. Are you? Me? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Here we go. Hey, uh, Jordan calls me Mama Chambers, which is just fine. I, it's not real creepy, but I thought I'd give you a little, a little bit of a creepy thing. Um, my parents uh, had a full basement in their house, which they converted into, you know, a room for play and living, and then just uh, the g- garage side of the basement for like storage and 
hot tub, weight, that kind of stuff. And when I was in college, one day they decided to put in a wood-burning uh, fire, a uh, wood-burning stove on the uh, living side of the basement. And, you know, they carpeted it and all that. And my dad had an old moonshine still that he sat next to it for aesthetics. And I noticed when I was home from college, when I would study down there, um, turn the TV off and study or read, most most nights, not every night, I could hear a woman's voice, young woman's voice, kind of singing low, either like to a child or just to herself passing time. And it came from the area of that wood-burning stove. And this this house, they they knew who built this house, so this isn't a house that should be haunted, right? Um, so I didn't get real creeped out by it. Because it didn't sound menacing, just someone passing time, really. Um, but I asked my mom about it one day, and she said, yeah, I've heard that when I've been down there. I think it's just the wind, you know, when moving through the, the vent of that stove. It's like, okay, yeah, so we're pragmatic people. That made sense. I didn't think anything of it, you know. Uh, my my kids played down there, other grandkids played down there, watched TV and all that. I mean, it was just an all-purpose room. You, you live, play in it. Didn't think a whole lot about it until a few years ago we had to take my parents to assisted living. And while they were at assisted living, I would take care of the house and the yard. And one day I was walking down the stairs to the basement. I hear that woman singing. And it's like, okay, it can't be the wood-burning stove that hasn't been here for years. So I walk on down to the bottom of the steps to the basement, and the scene's coming from the garage side. And I'm thinking, okay. So I open the door and look towards the direction of where I hear the singing. It's that moonshine still, that old beat-up moonshine still. So I think, first of all, Mama Chambers, that's Eli's mom, Eli, who wrote the music to our show. Uh, she does you. not have trumpet arms. She does not have trumpet arms or trumpet legs or anything, really. No, just Eli. Just Eli. It's so weird. Mm. Uh, well, Mama Chambers, thank you so much for calling. I think Google cut you off, but kind of at the perfect time because you told us it was the moonshine still. Yeah. What a cool story. Yeah, you sent us a picture of the moonshine still. And I, you said, I called your hotline, which you really set that up for a spooky story, which it is. It really um, is. Because I was so curious to find out what the story was behind that. And now that I know, that's really creepy. Well, because there's the whole thing. There, there are these collection of stories I might have mentioned it on the show. I, I was going to talk about it, but none none of the stories were particularly exciting about people feeling like their house got haunted as soon as they bought a new used item from right. a Goodwill or a garage sale or something. And spirits can attach themselves to things, allegedly. Yeah. So you would think something as important as a moonshine still, because I think nowadays it's more so for a hobby, but... Back when moonshine stills existed and they had to be hidden for bootlegging moonshine, that was how you made a lot of money. 
Right. So that would probably be an important piece of machinery that you might attach yourself to. Yeah, that's really odd. I mean, it's at least comforting to know that it was never like a demonic thing or anything. It was always kind of just a, you know, a little singing or something really simple. But that's really creepy. It is, but it's really interesting. Like, I love the fact that you were able to experience so much stuff, but it be a non-threatening spirit or a non-threatening encounter. Yeah. I think those are so interesting, especially when something happens in the same spot, maybe around the same time, maybe not the same time, but it's always in the same spot. Like when you go to big haunted place and they're like, well, in this room, you're almost guaranteed to see this or blah, blah. I think that is so interesting about how it's almost just a cyclical behavior of a spirit or maybe just their quote unquote leftovers or whatever. I think that's really interesting. Mama Chambers, did you look in it? What's in it? Maybe there's a girl in there. (laughs) Wait, yeah. Have you ever just looked in it? Maybe she's like, hey, can uh, you just let me out? I've been singing for years. I mean, again, here we go. Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I was singing when you were in college. I mean, yeah, congrats. But I thought you would hear me on get get me out of the moonshine still. Still in here. Or maybe there's a genie in there. Ooh, Will Smith, maybe. Like a Will Smith genie. Oh, I was saying like, I dream of genie. Like she was prettier and cool. Wasn't she the one who, was that I dream of genie or bewitched where she would wiggle her eyebrows? That was bewitched. She was a witch. She would twitch her nose. Her nose. Yeah. What was I Dream of Genie? Similar concept? It just she was a genie? She was just kind of really pretty and wore like cute little skimpy outfits and like hung out <laughs> on her couch. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pretty cool life. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. Well, Mama Chambers, thank you so much for the phone call. If you have any other creepy stories, because I just feel like I, I just I feel like you do. I don't yeah, know why. I feel like, okay, she sent us a picture of it. So do you have the moonshine still or like, where is it? What's it doing? Yeah, maybe we need to do an Estes method by it. Maybe. Or drink some moonshine and then do it. No. Yeah, I had some one night and then I felt very, <laughs> I felt very bad. I'll have smearing off and skittles <laughs> for old time's sake. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, very interesting. It is very interesting. And Wait, I think. How come everybody's mom is having experiences lately? Oh, yeah, your mom just did, too. What's your mom doing? We did the S's method at my mom and dad's a couple weeks ago, and we got a lot of we we got a lot of stuff. We did, actually. I wish we would have recorded it because it would have been really cool to play for our listeners. But second one in a row, we didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> we got nothing the first time we did it at your parents' house. Your parents' house is this like old farmhouse. Like it's basically a historic home. Yeah, it's. You know, there's so much history behind it. There were people that actually had passed in the home, mm-hmm. did it the first time, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. There was like two words. Second time we did it, very weird. It was pretty active. Yeah. And I mean, I was under doing it, so I didn't know how relevant my responses were because, again, we didn't record it. But everybody <laughs> said that my answers were very much so matching up with questions. So They were. We'll have to do it again. Okay. And we'll record it this time. Yeah, Maybe. Eh, maybe. Who cares? Yeah, maybe. Well, that is the end of our episode. (laughs) And that's how we end it now. But before we thank Eli Rexford Chambers, if you'd like to, I was a part of a fun Halloween-themed Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Side Character Quest, which we advertise on this show quite a bit because 
It's a great show. It's a part of the Scavengers Network. And Ty, who runs it, is a good human. But I was on there with Caitlin from Unnatural 20s and the Professor from WIDK, uh, sometimes referred to as Tucker, and he did a spellbinding with us, and Eli, not the one who does music, but the one who lives in Georgia. That was very fun. So if you want to check it out, just find Side Character Quest wherever you find your podcasts. And now we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music at the beginning, the middle, and the end, and for having a mom that can talk to moonshine spirits. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. Just shout out to him. He just wants to write you some tunes. Yeah, maybe you are you really want to learn how to play the goat bagpipes. You can. And Eli will write you music for it. Isn't that nice? But don't ask him to play his flute arms. He doesn't like it. No, he's very sensitive about it. Yeah. Yeah, please. Hey, you know what? Don't. We would like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. It's a wonderful network of podcasts, and we're all just, you know, making podcasts. <laughs> you can check out the scavengersnetwork.com and find out more info about all the shows on the network, or you can go to spookyspousescast.com and navigate it through there. But while you're at spookyspousescast.com, why not scroll to the bottom and check out some cool new merch that Lindsay designed? It's on there. You can buy it. Yeah, you sure can. And you can use it. There's a cool tote for holding all your candy, and there's a cool mug for holding all your liquids. Yep. We'd also like to thank each and every one of you, because without you listening to us, we are just talking, and no one is listening. Mm-mm. But you are. Mm-hmm. Person. Thank. <laughs> thank much. We think thank. I'd like to just think that there's one just really insignificant animal just listening to our podcast every week. Like a groundhog? Yeah, just like, huh, hmm, okay. I feel like we, we used to talk a lot about Rat Boat, and now I feel like with the Sky Hog and the Grave Hog, mm-hmm. we might be leaning closer into groundhog territory. I still will always love an infested boat of cannibal rats. So will I. Yeah. But this is, you know, the new rodent. On the block. Grave hogs will never replace the rat hogs. No, just a new rodent. <laughs> just a new rodent on the block. But in all sincerity, thank you very much to you all for listening. And if you like our show, you can subscribe, you can rate the show, you can leave us a review. But most importantly, we just hope that you spread the word by telling a friend or two or 20 about our tiny little show. Yep. Well, I guess until next week, have a, mm, what's the, what's, what did we even talk about? I already forget what we talked about. Uh, psychics, big words, little words. I hope this week you learned a bunch of big words, but they're all <laughs> scary. They're all really scary Ooh, words. Yeah. Like maybe I'll learn like one really big, scary word. Skeleton. That's too big. Zombie. Yeah. Boo. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, have a good week. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hachu. Ha, 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 ha. Lens. Hachoo. Why don't you... I did the hachoo to test. Why don't you try something else? Um... Uh, hachoo. Bless you. Thank you. What's yours?
Bless you. Okay, now you sneeze. Achoo. Come on. Uh, achoo. Come on. Achoo. <laughs> really get it. Achoo, no. What? Is the Italian person sneezing. I'm Italian, and I don't sneeze like that. <laughs> you do. What was it? Achoo, no. Achoo, no. Mm, I don't think that's right. I think it is. Achoo. <clears throat> Achoo. Okay. Do you think we're good at this? Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> what, the show or the chew? <laughs> I don't know. All right, bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with Podcube. Listen for yourself to the flagship Podcube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.